0: i just take us to zechariah 6 this is a kind of a, a precursor for sunday or saturday i should say and i want to u- ask you us to use our imagination because the imagination of the heart is really what we want to allow to uh, get further and further uh, active did you know the whole earth was flooded with water and destroyed because that every thought and imagination of the heart of man was evil. So he wasn't even as, it was obviously in action too, but he saw the root. The root is that determines the fruit. The heart is where the out of abundance of the heart the mouth speaks. By the heart we are justified. Heart, we are, our mouth we are justified, Tell a tree by its fruit. So when I move my heart toward imagination, toward the things in the scripture, toward the promises of God, well then I'm, I'm, I'm moving out of the, the dictates of the conflicts that my heart can often carry out of wounding, out of fear, out of such. So in, in Zechariah 6, 9 and Brandon, I'm going to ask you to keep an eye on the uh, air, please. Uh, the word of the Lord came to me saying Zechariah 6, 9, now verse 10, receive the gift from the captives, from Haldai, Tobijah, and Jedediah who had come from Babylon, and go the same day, enter the house of Josiah, the son of Zephaniah, and take the silver and the gold, and make an elaborate crown, and set it on the head of Joshua, the son of Jehoshadak, the high priest. So this is in the, this is in the middle. This is in the midst of the four years of building the temple when Haggai and Zechariah are prophesying. This is in that first or second year. They're just encouraging and speaking. And in the midst of that, a delegation comes from Babylon, and they've brought a gift. And the gift is directed by the prophet Zechariah to be made into a crown and placed on jo- uh, Joshua the high priest. And it's symbolic. It's going to be a prophetic act to make a declaration that's coming to the to the Messiah King, to the anointed king king priest who would reign who does reign today in heaven our lord jesus and just like Haggai, i spoke of that um, god would cause the desire of the nations to rise and and shake the nations and cause them to come speaking again of this millennial this jesus his reign and resurrection so now here's a description then speak to him and saying thus says the lord of hosts saying, Behold the man whose name is the branch. And that is Jesus, and that is Jesus in his resurrection, not in his earth walk. It is in his glorification, and it is definitive in what he, who he steps into when he's called high priest, when God says, You will be my high priest when I call you my king of righteousness. Melchizedek means king, my king of righteousness. So he says, behold, the man whose name is a branch from his place, he shall branch out. So now imagine that from the place that Jesus occupies next to the father, all life flows to us. And he being the head in heaven, we being his body on earth, but it's not just on earth because there's part of his body on heaven. My mom just went to join the body part of in heaven, but we're one body. He doesn't look at a family as those who are living on earth and the others aren't part of... We're all part of the family, the body. From his place, he shall branch out. So now we begin to get a picture of the vine and we, the branches. And he shall build the temple of the Lord. Yes, he shall build the temple of the Lord. So he repeats that statement. So the high priest, the king... From his place at the right hand of majesty is involved and actively branching out and building his temple and bearing the glory and he shall sit and rule on his throne. So he shall be a priest on his throne. So this is where you get the picture of the priest king. And that's what uh, Revelation chapter 5 says that we will... uh, uh, be kings and priests on earth, and reign on earth. So this rule, of king and priest, priest king, Melchizedek, king of righteousness, king of peace, and so the priests on the throne, and the council of peace will be between them both. So as king and peace occupying holding that place. So now I'd like to just experiment. If you guys would would like to try this, and every, online we can do it. I want us to step into that truth on purpose and let the Lord from his place begin to sprout up within us and begin to build us as living stones in his temple and experience the building up the glory and the rule and let peace invade our life right now, no matter what set of circumstances we're facing or walking through. And just because the whole picture of the branch and what I, is it's the eternal life of God living in us, finding expression inside us, through us and from us that allows God to move exponentially in a way I think is where the body grows up in unity, but it's not, not being organized by the outside, it's growing up from the inside. So if you'll just close your eyes with me. Uh, if It's easier sometimes to open your hands and, and just kind of be in a posture that you could receive. And we'll begin again in verse 12. Uh, this is a picture, if you could take me back there. Uh, the branch, we behold. We are, Lord, give us a vision right now of you seated, the man, the branch the mediator, the high priest, the king. Oh, there are many great terms and names given to you. Savior and anointed one, Messiah. We behold you in your place where you are seated at the right hand of majesty, Bala Mahala, and there you branch out. And how do you branch out but through us? Your life flows into us and through us. You begin to cause life that's living to, to begin to find expression, as you, Jesus said, that you are the branch and we're the, you're the vine and we're the branches, and abiding in you and your word abiding in us causes much fruit to be uh, brought forth. So we receive fruitfulness. And just feel the life of God flooding into our being from spirit to spirit, from Holy Spirit to in our spirit, life flowing. And in that life, we thank you that there, you are <clears throat> building the temple of God, not the temple made by man's hands, but the living temple of the habitation. We are the holy people. Every one of us, not one of us in this room or online or listening at a later moment are less involved or less crucial. We are all, have been given a place in the temple, in a living stone, in a position to submit into Christ, in the members of his body to submit into Christ. We, we accept we're in our place. Just say to the Lord, I accept that you are able to place me where I am to be, and I am in the place you've placed me. I accept your life flowing through me and to me, and I accept the mo- this life that you carry, that you are who sits on the throne, and from there you rule as priest and king. Praise you. Praise you. And because you rule as priest and king, I now receive you ruling in my life. I receive your reign in my life. I begin with me. I begin with righteousness, peace, and joy abounding inside of me. You may not feel any of those feelings, but it doesn't matter. You can receive them as truth, and we receive them as truth, and we allow them to find expression within. We say we are uh, receivers of righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. Praise you. Praise you. Thank you, Father, for providing us such a gift in the Son. Thank you, Father. Thank you. We receive, we receive, we receive. And you will build. And you will branch out. And the temple of the Lord will be glorious. And you will sit and rule on your throne. And you will be a priest on your throne. And your council of peace shall be between you both as king and priest. Priest, priest, or high priest, or royal priest called the king of righteousness. Just pull and bring, drink, receive yes Lord yes Lord by faith we just accept the truth we don't try to produce it we just receive it we accept it as true therefore you are able to perform what you promise in the word and make it real and experiential in our life thank you So we say the peace of God that passes all understanding now guards our heart and mind and garrisons about and calls us into that place of safety and rest. Whoa. You can just close with me by saying, I receive your peace. I receive your peace. This interactive relationship with the living God seated on the throne is where we're branching from the branch is going to sprout and spring up in many places among us, expressing first for us the fullness of kingdom, righteousness, peace, and joy, and then through us to others, and then from us unique ways that he's going to unlock and reveal and be about the Father's business. Lord, ready us, ready all of us as we do come with the power that we'll need The miracles that we'll need, the signs and wonders we'll need. Right now, we just receive healing in our body wherever we're sick or sore or tired. We receive strength. Right now, Lord, we receive uh, deliverance from wherever we feel ourselves captive and tormented, afflicted, where we feel ourselves pressed upon and feelings. Forced upon us. Thoughts forced into us. We receive freedom. We receive your freedom. Ma, the glorious freedom given to us in our king, priest, Jesus. We receive your power and your strength in our weakness. The power to rest and camp upon our weakness. Whoa. Mm. Yes, Lord.
1: But he is strong Yes, Jesus loves me Yes, Jesus loves me Yes, Jesus loves me The Bible tells me
0: Holy Spirit seal us seal us in this moment in these truths and eternal spirit and ready us as a people to advance and to accept and to step into that sprouting forth of the glorious branch that's filled with beauty and the spirit of God in our lives even now and through this weekend and from beyond in Jesus name Amen. Amen. It's a beautiful thing about Jesus that he's every all life comes from within, Christ within, the hope of glory. I picked up a lemon the other day, squeeze it, and as I pulled it out of the bowl, the underside had the mold on it. And it was very quick. The Lord just reminded me that all decay comes from the outside in and all life comes from the inside out. And so, it's why we practice Jesus Christ inside. We're not trying to get Him to come to us from the outside. I mean, thank, thank God when those kind of moments happen, but they're truly not as powerful as the abiding Christ inside, to to shift like He did. Did anybody feel the, your inside change over that moment? Yeah, it, it's it's what we're that's a picture of what we're getting into, and we're going to grow up and in this Saturday. So hope you can come. But now time for testimony from the prayer and the day of prayer before we get into the love of God. Anybody uh, have a testimony? Oh, come on up. Yeah. Well, no, if you go into the microphone, then the, those online, we've got a family online that want to hear too. Yes, welcome. Welcome, please. I'm glad you can share. Good evening, everybody. Good evening. Good evening. I just want to first thank the Holy Spirit for being here again. I'm sorry, can we all clap for Holy Spirit? Yeah. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for being here. I know he brings the angels. I felt some angels right around me as soon as the band went down. So I wanted to thank you for that, Holy Spirit. And I just think Yeshua. I was able to take my mentor to lunch today. He's Jewish, and he doesn't know Yeshua. So I just wanted to thank Yeshua, Jesus, that he's always good to me. Holy Spirit yes, leads me to the right path, and I was able to share the gospel just a little bit. And uh, he's going to be going to synagogue, Messianic. I go to the Messianic when I get a chance. So uh, I appreciate, uh, just thank you for giving me the courage, Holy Spirit, today to speak uh, wisdom to a man that has a lot of wisdom. Thank you. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Amen. Eddie.
2: Last Sunday was an incredible Sunday. I was just listening to the message again a few days ago. And something sprung up to me again. It's just something Pastor Steve said. The abundant life is the laid down life, and that kept ringing in my spirit. If I want abundant life, I have to lay down my life. That's the that's the price of an abundant life—a laid down life. When I got up this morning, I was—I I just sensed the, the pleasure of the Lord. I can't—I can't describe. I just sensed that. The Lord was saying in my spirit, come up higher. Come up, come up higher. When I came out here, uh, Larry C came and he told me, I want to surrender. I want to surrender. I said, Well thank God, it looks like we have we're getting the same message. And then Susan came and started sharing our heart also. And we sat down and started praying together. And this verse came to mind. Now, this is a verse I have known a long time, but for some reason today it just came alive. It's Matthew 18, verses 19 through 20. Again, I say to you that if two of you agree on earth concerning anything that they shall ask, it will be done for them. By my Father in heaven. That's how far I went. I used to go. Then the next verse tells me why it is true. He said, "For where two or three are gathered together in my name, I am here in the midst of them." That is the only reason the Father grants it to us. He's here in the midst of us, and so we sat down and prayed together, and we just felt the presence of God this morning and just the delight of God in us because of what the Lord Jesus has done for us. And I want to pray that over everyone tonight. Why don't we stand up? I want to pray that you will sense the pleasure of the Lord. Hmm. and abundant life to you will mean to lay down your life. Lord Jesus, you said, if any man would come up to me, let him deny himself take off his cross daily and follow me and it is in this place of rest O Lord that we find satisfaction and the abundant life we seek thank you thank you Lord for the paradox of the cross thank you Lord because you were slain, that you might reign. Thank you, Lord, for this abundant life you've given us
0: today. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen, amen. Thank you, thank you. Blessings. Who else has testimony from today? Yeah, Allie, please.
3: Uh, When we were doing our worship, watch. Um, there were some songs and things that came up regarding the King, that he's the King and I'll hail the King. And um, it reminded me of this past Sunday, um, a little three-year-old Lila found a puppet in our classroom and she brought it with her and she was like, oh, and she was looking at it and it had a crown on and she said, Miss Allie, I know, I know who this is. It's Jesus. And I kind of knew when she said that, that I should, like it was an opportunity for the Lord to continue talking. You know how you can kind of recognize, like I feel like God's saying something, I just don't know what it is. And then during our watch today, I felt like he was like, do you remember that Lila only knows that there's one king? She doesn't even know that there's a lot of people that, in history that have called themselves king or other people have called them king or there's a measure of authority there to, to tell this one to do something, and he does it, or tell that one to go here or there, and it does it. But, but I felt like he was like, that's what childlike faith looks like, is that you know one king. There's one king. And um, so I just wanted to pray that over us, because I felt like there was an invitation to lay down Anything else that we feel like I think this has say or I think this has authority I think this can tell me what to do or feel or how my life is gonna go and I just felt like this invitation of like No, there's one king. There's one that has all authority just one not Mm -hmm. more than one not you know who we think on earth carries weight or carries authority that even the storms have to listen and obey the voice of God. So, Father, we do just come right now, and um, we just say that you are the king of kings. You are are the Lord above all lords. Every other small thing has to bow, even in our own heart. You are the one that has the authority to speak into our life. There is no one else, Mm -mm. not even myself, just you your God your King and everything is subject to you God to the sound of your voice if you say quiet be still all the storm that was causing so much damage and so much noise and so much look at me look at me I'm gonna tell you what's gonna happen with things around you I'm gonna tell you if your house is gonna stand or fall I'm gonna tell you if you can come or go no there's one voice, it's the voice of God, our beloved. It's your voice, God, that will, that will say if something is to be still, or if something is to go, if something is to stand fast, or if something is to move. It's the voice of God, and I, I, I ask, Father, that you, um, that you rebuild in us the faith, like mm-hmm. a child that would say, no, it, I know exactly who this is because he's a king I know he's Jesus period and all other things bow they're lesser things so I just we we praise you because of who you are God you're the king above every other King your voice holds all authority all say in Jesus name amen amen
0: wow amen <laughs> who else I got room Time for a few more. Come on. Darren. That's good. You, you know, the life that God wants to unlock inside us, through us, from us, is, I think we're about to go over the top and start recognizing it like we just did there. Thank you, Alec. Perfect. Oops, I uh, the
4: word came to me... Uh... A couple of nights ago, and then we were in the healing rooms. I was praying for somebody, and this word came again, and it's about, um, he, he won't uh, bruise a reed or quench a, 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 what is it, a wick, yeah, on, there was a man in, in here last night that was, was um, under a lot of depression, and he, he was a, like a prodigal that was finding his way back and he was striving, and he felt like the Lord had let him go. But that Scripture came in, and I said, you know, he, he, he's not gonna—he's not gonna quench you. He's not gonna—he's not gonna let you go. It's like a lifeline, and he's—he's—he's he's, he's working gently to bring you back up. So, and then then, then today, I was over here in the healing room, and we're looking at the prodigals, I was praying over the prodigals, and I thought there's a bunch of wicks smoldering and there's a bunch of bruised reeds and the lord's working in them and we have to just abide in him and let go of our suffering and and just reach reach out to him and he'll lift us up and i just thank you that the lord is so patient and so gentle and he works with us no matter where we're where we're at so i pray that that would be the case with all the prodigals that come in people that you encounter just remember the lord is very gentle and very sensitive and there's a hope and i just think thank the lord that he's he's so gentle and so full of hope and he he wants to do these things and he gives us encouragement and he gives us a lifeline despite us thinking that it's there's nothing there and he basically says don't give up because i'm working on him so
0: so let's keep stand and receive that
4: Lord, I just thank you, Father, Lord, reach into us all Father and and let us let us uh, give our get our give us eyes to see how how you are and you are with everybody. you're always near everyone and you know everyone and you're working with them. and Lord just let us see how gentle and and kind you are and not to fret or not to be anxious and just when you see somebody wandering that is lost just know that there's a wick that's smoldering and you pray that the lord will illuminate that wick, and that he would use you to minister in some way in your holy name i just thank you jesus amen
0: we worship you yeah we we receive that amen amen <clears throat> who's who's next dana oh rick i mean nick come on up we'll let nick come cause you're closer and diana will follow
2: <clears throat> On uh, last night, we had the healing rooms, and uh, we had a couple few people come in. And, and uh, this lady, she had like stiffness in her neck. And I said, Hey, do you have something with your neck? And she goes, Yeah, I do. So we prayed for her neck, and she had like a welt, like a almost like it's just a giant knot in her neck. So we prayed for that, and that went away. And then um, the next lady came in, and she had uh, she had something with her knees. I had a word for her knees. She had stiffness in her knees, and she got touched by the Lord. And, and uh, it was so moving. I mean, God gets all the glory. So uh, amen,
0: amen. Amen, amen. Praise the Lord.
5: Sue, so while we were worshiping today, um, as Ali was saying, it just the sovereignty of God is what the Spirit kept speaking to us, is just exalting Him, exalting God above every other God, above every other thought. As Ali and I were kind of fellowshipping and encouraging and exhorting each other, even in the office earlier today, it was just this this spirit of exhortation that's all about keeping our focus on Jesus and not the things not even the things that we're doing in ministry or the things that we're doing for Jesus, but to keep our eyes on Jesus. And that anywhere we have made an altar to the things rather than to Jesus, we recognized we needed to repent. And so while we were singing today, He just the Holy Spirit just kept saying, he's the king he's the lord he's really bigger than every thought than every want than every need and that our job really is an invitation to just come into agreement Mm -hmm. that we don't have to fight to get rid of fear and doubt we get to go high fear high doubt let's go worship together because as we just exalt him over everything, all of those things will be dealt with. And I was seeing where Elijah Elijah, came and his garments were dirty. Right? That was Elijah?
0: Ze- Ze- uh, jo- Ze- Joshua, Joshua, the high priest.
5: Yeah. Was it yeah. Joshua? Yeah. I saw Zechariah. the high priest. His <laughs> clothes were dirty because of his efforts to serve his efforts, his his striving in the flesh to do what God was asking and he was standing there dirty and it was, it was the Lord who unmantled him and remantled him. And so often we think that it's ours to do. I've gotta get it right, I've gotta clean up my act, I've gotta do the right things, I've gotta pray harder, I gotta worship more, I gotta do all of these things. AND AS ALLIE AND I WERE JUST ENCOURAGING ONE ANOTHER BACK AND FORTH, THE HOLY SPIRIT WAS JUST SAYING, JESUS IS THE ONE WHO DOES IT. JUST COME. JUST COME. JUST COME. THAT'S THE INVITATION OF THE FATHER. HE'S LIKE, THE DOOR IS FOREVER OPEN BECAUSE JESUS IS THE DOOR. AND SO THERE'S NO SEPARATION EXCEPT WHEN YOU CHOOSE TO COME INTO AGREEMENT WITH THE LIE. SO COME OUT OF THAT LIE. COME INTO THE TRUTH and just come. There's a a funny movie that Disney Pixar did called The Incredibles, and in one scene, the wife is rescuing the husband on this island, and she's yelling at him while they're running for the bad guys, and she's yelling, and he's like, you keep trying to be angry, but I'm just glad to see you. AND I JUST FEEL THAT THAT'S WHAT God's DOING. IT'S LIKE YOU KEEP TRYING TO BE PENITENT AND YOU KEEP TRYING TO GET IT RIGHT. I'M JUST GLAD TO SEE YOU. JUST COME. JUST COME. SO IF YOU GUYS WILL STAND. YEAH. LORD, RIGHT NOW IN THIS MOMENT, WE COME BY YOUR GRACE, NOT BECAUSE WE'VE GOTTEN IT RIGHT, not because we learned our lessons, not because we've achieved or attained some dream or ideal, but because you are God and you have given the invitation. And so we come to you, our King, because of your blood, because of the blood of our high priest who was both sacrificed and high priest, we come with our fear, with our doubt, with our failures, with our flaws, we come and we choose in this moment to exalt you as king, that you are greater than our sin, that you are greater than our weakness, that you are greater than any effort we could try to even bring, that God, all it does is it soils our garments. And so we stand before you in your grace, and we ask, Lord, would you unmantle us? Would you take off the strife yes. and the yes. grief and the, and yes. the self-effort in yes. every lie that we've partnered with that says, I've got to get this right to be acceptable. Be it, be it, yeah. Would you yeah. unmantle us from that soil, from that sweat of self-effort? And would you remantle us now in a linen garment, of your cleansing, of your holiness. We exalt you as king. We exalt you as Lord Adonai, God most high, who has done it all. And we come because you are calling us. You are the one inviting us. So thank you, God. And every time we keep trying to get it right, Would you help us to hear your voice again, say, hey, I'm just glad you came. I'm just glad you came. And lastly, Lord, Allie said something that hit me so hard straight in the chest today. It was your voice saying, hey, I have made a covenant with you. Yes, yes. I am the one who has made a covenant with you. I, I'm not a man that i should lie i will never break my covenant i am a covenant maker and a covenant keeper mm-hmm. i am the one who has made a covenant with you lord let that sink in let it transform us and let us enter in to great celebration in this moment because we are redeemed we are accepted and you are God most high. In the name of Yeshua, we pray. Amen.
0: Amen. Amen. Thank you. Thank you. we got time for one more or we'll get into the word. This is so rich. This is, I believe, what we practice in the Wednesday service with the testimony and then the impartation and the agreement is, uh, is, practicing of the presence of Jesus Christ in our life by acknowledging the truth that we're being told in the word that someone's highlighting or the spirits highlighted and then we're just saying okay well then I accept this and I receive this and I place myself inside this truth and I give room for this truth to just grow up or to be to touch me and if it doesn't touch me I don't need it to touch me emotionally I still accept it I still believe it and we're just uh, moving from a, a external mindset to an internal, and that's from the inside out is where where the abundant life's going to flow. Just like when uh, Ali or I forget who brought about you have to lay down your life to pick up the abundant life. Yeah, Eddie, that's the, your life is your soul life, and our soul life is what what got separated from God in the garden, and therefore came out from the glory and into the Self-awareness, which then brought the shame and the fear and all of the other separation anxiety. And so when we turn our soul back, return it to the Lord in truth and agree, that separation fear melts away. And that's so key in the hour we're in. And because first and foremost, if we carry it, we can share it we don't carry it, we can't give it away. We give, Freely we receive and freely we can give. So I, I mentioned in The Secret Place tonight we're going to talk about, I'm going to talk about with our online group, about abiding in Jesus' love. Because I do think that one of the things that Jesus demonstrated because whenever we kind of say, how do I do this? You know, he's on the throne, and you're telling me everything he has, I'm supposed to agree with and receive it and live like live in the benefit of it on this earth. How in the world is I, do I do that? We just look to Jesus when he walked on the earth. Because that's what he did every day. He kept himself. And, and uh, he, he said, I want you, in John 15, I want you to abide in my love as I abide in my Father's love. And he didn't put it past tense he didn't say i want you to abide in my love as i abided in my father's love no as i abide in my father's love you abide in my love and that's how the commandment he could give which is that you will uh, love one another as i have loved you so the inseparable love of god toward us is in christ jesus it's yes he knows us individually but his love for us is the love he has for his son, the son. And therefore we get the benefit of that kind of a love relationship. It's, it's that, so that nothing can separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus. The love of God is in Christ Jesus. And when I'm letting that, I'm abiding in then Jesus' love for me, he's abiding in the Father's love for him, and he prayed in John 17, I, don't want, I want them to know the love that you had for me before the foundation of the world so they can be one. So we're all united to one love. We're all united to one spirit. We're all inside of one body. We're all being called in one hope of our calling. We all have one Lord. We all have one faith. We all have one baptism. We have one God and Father of all, who's above all, who's through all, and in us all. That means that we're being collected into the, what is already there, not what we are trying to manufacture or, or, or determine if it's now individually been allotted to us. It's all in the sun. It's all in the sun. And it's, on, in, and it's beyond any of our, I know way beyond anything I've touched, but I'm committed to experience it. So if we can break up in groups of like three or four people, take a moment, don't have to talk about the love of God. It can be about any of the scriptures, anything God's saying. But so we're going to have a moment so everyone can be sharing. And um, we'll do that for, you know, 10 minutes or so, and then we'll come back and release the blessing. So let's go ahead and break up into our small groups, and I'll I'll start sharing with you guys online. <clears throat> All right, so I'm going to take us over. I just, I just was quoting... John 15, and I want to just, 15, about 9, 8 or 9, John 15, 8 or 9, he said, I want you to abide in my love as I abide in my Father's love. And that principle, uh, let's go, uh, as the Father loved me, I also have loved you. Abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I kept my father's commandments and abide in his love these things i have spoken to you that your that my joy may remain in you your joy may be full this is my commandment you love one another's i have loved you so the, the 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 giving of the receiving and giving of love is the abiding principle and the commandment is to keep the love flowing and yet there's times we're going to be in these moments where we go where in the world does this love how's it how's it going to work for me how am i going to get to that new place that i'm supposed to be in because i'm captured in this moment that i'm being overwhelmed with and it's it's uh first john chapter four i want to read first john chapter five yeah it's first John first john chapter four i'll find the verse Oh, that's because I'm in the Gospel of John. I got to find the First John. It's over the end of the book. Praise you, Jesus. Praise you, Jesus. All right. So, First John chapter four, and he goes on and says, and we verse uh, sixteen. First John four sixteen. Uh, This helps me so much. And this is talking about abiding in love. I love God's love when I feel his love. His love being. Come on in. There's. We'll get you involved in one of these groups. Can you guys bring her on over? Yeah. We want to keep our small groups growing. We're having a chance to share and pray. Okay. Come on in. So it says, and we have known and believed the love that God has for us. We have known. And believed the love that God has for us. Known is the word "gnosko," means uh, it's experience. I've experienced the love of God. Have you? Have you experienced that tangibleness of God's love, that warmth, that fearlessness that comes in, that awareness of you who are valuable and being drawn and held and the cords of love and being drawn those wonderful moments and and prayer produces them not the, the act of prayer but it positions us to experience because this love is God constant because he says we've known and believed I'm convinced that Jesus had to walk in faith in the love of God not just in the experience of the love of God because it isn't just the experience, it's the believing. It's like in a marriage, is the closest kind of intimacy of commitment, covenant, that love is constant, but sometimes it's greatly felt, and sometimes it's just understood and believed. Sometimes our spouse is able to affirm us in a way that love is felt. Other times we're, we understand that there's many things happening, and I am, I am important inside of love, even though I'm not having that moment in the in God it's not because he's lacking the capacity to be present with us and a hundred percent available sometimes it's we who are being carried about with a lot of stuff and trying to sort out everything but when you, but to believe the love that God has for us God has love for us now why because God is love he, he he it's nowhere in the Bible does it say he's anything else, but he does say he's love. It says he is the God of hope. He's the you know, he ha, he carries life, but he is he is love. So if I if he who abides in love, abides in God and God in him. So love is this you know, if ever I feel the desire to um grow my believing in love, I go to First Corinthians thirteen and Declare the seven attributes of love that are recorded, and maybe we'll go there in a minute. I'm not sure, but because he he says if we believe, then we then we have something to know how to abide in, and abiding in love means we're abiding in God and God in us. Verse 17: Love has been perfected. There is such a thing as perfect love. It's 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 love that's matured. Perfect does not mean that like, oh we didn't make a flaw, we didn't have a problem. It, we're just uninterrupted, it means it's matured, matured love, complete love. Love has been matured among us in this way, that we may have boldness in the day of judgment. Why can we have boldness in the day of judgment? Because as He is, so are we in this world. We are one with Him. He's at the right hand. We're gonna, Lord willing, experience that this Saturday. That oneness with him and when we experience it we will recognize this love that he walked walks in with the father he is still being loved by the father he's still abiding in the love of the father he's still uh, in keeping his father's commandment one is that he father said sit at my right hand till I make your enemies your footstool I'm going to Uh, be working a work that I want you in position of submission to me while I give you the rod of my strength to rule in the midst of your enemies out of Zion, while I cause a beauty to come upon you. God's adorning us in his love and in ways we don't know how to uh, bring about uh, the, the, the demonstration of that love into our life. We can just sit and abide, and we can then know that, okay, I'm gonna stay in that place and that gives me the confidence in whatever judgment's going on. There is no fear in love. There is no fear in love, the next verse says. But perfect love casts out fear. So that is is so worth, so Jesus said, I abide in my Father's love, I want you to abide in my love. And that means we will be fearless because love will, perfect love, matured love, full love, cast out fear. It's not that you don't feel the fear that would want to grab your soul and yank you and send you off in a wild goose chase. It's just that you you recognize that the fear that is seeking to push you out of your place is a lie of the idea that you could be separated and God not be present and his help not be there. so the perfect love drives out that fear and it's not just feeling the love. It's the believing the love I really believe. for me. I've witnessed this now again and again I know and believe I don't one or the other I know and believe in and out because otherwise the experience is challenged and if anything I've learned about Experiences they can be challenged. You can get confused. The devil's great at that. My emotions are wacky my circumstances seem to be look at them another way and they they bring another level of fear so it's it's the the experience isn't something that I can hold constant but faith I do I believe this in this love and when I'm holding that experiencing his love knowing his love is experience, believing his love is faith I mature and that love drives out fear it's not that the fear tries to come but it has no place to root itself. And my heart is fixed, and, it's, I'm, and I begin to have it, again, as Ephesians says, I start to have with all the saints the width, experiencing the width, the length, and the breadth, and the height of this love. So I get rooted and grounded in love. So take time, and especially between now and Saturday, take time to just receive His love to uh, meditate on on accepting the truth of the love that God has for us. The love shown in his sacrifice of his son. The love shown in his willingness to die in our, our place. The love shown that he washes us with his word. Just let love be the foundation and meditate and just keep receiving. Because we are to receive his love. Jesus said you love to love as I have loved you. Love one another as I have loved you. And I know I've said this many times, but it's helped me every time And it's worth repeating. Jesus did not say Love as I loved others. He said love one another as I have loved you. He didn't say love others uh, Love you. Love your, He did. He was he was making it a uh, an outflow of the receiving You've got to receive my love so you can love. The way I heard him say once, he says, no man can love like Jesus until he's been loved by Jesus. I can't love like Jesus until I've been loved by Jesus. So I've got to let myself be loved by Jesus. He said, well, how do I initiate? Use your mouth and your heart. Heart believes, the mouth speaks, the heart believes, the mouth speaks, the heart believes what the word says, the mouth speaks forth what the word says. That outward speaking causes the heart to agree and hear and they go together so when I'm in a in disconnect, I have learned that I've got to get my mouth involved in proclaiming the truth which is like confessing hope so that where I am being swept up and swept away is that I am pulled in and, and carried into his love. And that love then allows first to drive the fear and anxiety and the question of how do I control this, what do I do, worry over it, just pushes it away. And then in that perfect love, I can love as he loves. And verse 19 of 1 John 4 says we love him because he first loved us. So, the love response that God's looking for, longing for, comes from us being loved first. So, I start the day realizing I want to appreciate, I want to worship, I want to praise you, I want to tell you I love you. But I also know that I need to be loved. And I need to acknowledge that you love me. And that I am loved by you. and that no matter what I'm going through, nothing can separate me from the love of God that He has for us, has for me in Christ Jesus. So we're bunkering again, we're hunkering down. We're coming inside the beloved. We're accepted in the beloved. It means we're accepted inside of massive love. We have boldness, because as he is, so are we, as he is loved, so are we loved. So this these next few days until we meet Saturday, Lord willing, you can be with us at the branch or online live we will be in the sanctuary just let that love of God start filling you and freeing you and uh, affecting you in a beautiful way because I I know that God's love for you is the love he has for Jesus Christ so Heavenly Father in the name of Jesus I bless my family online the ones who dwell here together I just ask for the baptism of the love of God to be poured into every heart by the Holy Spirit given to them, poured love, outpouring of love, pouring out of the love of God into the heart of all of us. Fill us, fill us with your love by the Spirit of God that then pushes out from us the fear of man, consequences and circumstances and Wonderment and let us come into this place of rest and refreshing and abundance in Jesus name. Yes Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. All right. I want to talk to the rest of the body release a blessing to everyone <clears throat> Okay So if you're continuing in your small group, that's cool. You can keep going but I want to release a blessing and release uh, Romans 5 5 that God says he will pour his love into our heart that's been given to us by the Holy Spirit. So Holy Spirit, as we get ready for this Saturday, we do desire that you would pour love in the measure of the tribulations and patience and experience that we have been going through. That it would overwhelm us and cause hope that is indisputable and undisappointed. A hope that's alive. We thank you for Galatians 5:5 that says that faith works through love. So we know that love is the means in which faith is activated. We just receive a baptism of the love of God in and through us, over us, and for us by the Holy Spirit poured into our hearts and let it abound so that we can come together in the branch on Saturday, receive a manifestation, demonstration of the glorified Jesus Christ in our lives. And to go through our lives to others and to affect the lives of many. We praise you for this and call your name glorious. In Jesus' name, amen.